This is a production of 1217 Media. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in for another edition of Christian's Corner here, where we discuss some topics that range from church to overall life. And I got to tell you that this topic is one that I personally can relate to the most because I have just been watching the ebbs and the flows of church culture, specifically black church culture, and overall the scope of millennialism and how we're moving and what my age group in culture truly cares about spiritually. Right. And a lot of millennials right now are on what some of you would possibly like to call new age religion. Right. But not so much. We're actually practicing principles that a lot of you who go to church faithfully do not practice um, authentically. And it's in scripture. All right. So a lot of the things that we as millennials are practicing and believing, we're actually seeing results from it because we don't have a lot of the fluff and a lot of the boundaries and the limiting beliefs. Oh, my goodness. This is a huge one. We don't have all of the limiting beliefs that our ancestors, our parents and our grandparents had um, limiting them from actually seeing the full scope of who God actually is in our lives and what scripture actually tells us and teaches us um, that we should receive and accept once we choose salvation, right? So let's get right into this list of why I personally believe that millennials have left the church. And if they ain't left, I can guarantee you they got at least one foot in the other heel out the door. Okay. And you probably know that this is the truth yourself. So, um, yeah, I would like to summit, submit to some of you that if you're still in church and you have a pastor, send, send him or her the link to this, to this channel. Cause I can, I mean, I can help you get some of your members back, you know, or at least help you understand why you need to, you know, shift some things because it's not working and it's not working. It's not that it's not working because you need to update the gospel or do anything else. It's just that you guys are still preaching and teaching things that are actually harmful, not just to people in my age group, but believers in general. I mean, a lot of the messages and a lot of the context and a lot of the principles and beliefs that are being preached in church nowadays it's toxic. It's toxic, it's harmful, it's problematic, and it's honestly something that um, since I have freed myself from, my life is so much better. I am such a better person. I don't live in fear. I don't live in shame. Um, and I, I feel I feel good. I feel very good about the relationship that I have with God because I'm not doing it to please anyone else. I'm specifically doing it to please him. And I hear from him and I know that my connection is authentic and it's genuine. And I don't have to go through a third party to hear any of what he has to say concerning me. So let's get into this video. So um, number one reason that I personally believe that millennials have left the church is because we had enough as, of it as children. I mean, like, I'm, I, I, I really don't know how to skate past this. We went to church a lot as children. I know me and my siblings did. We were in church a lot um, back in the day. Now, y'all, if you can remember, there were two services. OK, so now where you have two and three services at these mega churches, that's two and three services during the day. Okay. I would like to submit unto you that back when I was growing up, there were two services day and night. Okay. So you had your, um, eight o'clock, 
nine o'clock um Sunday school <laughs> which I I gained very little knowledge of the Bible during Sunday school but you know we went so you had Sunday school and then you had church service you got out of church at about 1 30 you went ate dinner either at a restaurant or at your home I literally remember my mom putting over like a house dress over her clothes some some Sunday. Some Sunday she would change before we went back to night service. Some Sunday she just put some a night dress over her clothes so she could cook and we could eat and we would go back to night service at 7 p.m. I lied not unto you. So we were at serve at Sunday service twice and then we had Bible study on Wednesdays and then sometimes there would be a Friday night service, not all the time, but sometimes. And so to be honest with you guys, like you can get churched out. You can get churched out. And I believe that's what majority of millennials are. And even if some millennials have come back to church, because again, I'm only, I'm not talking about leaving the faith. I'm not talking about leaving Christianity. I'm talking about leaving the physical building here, people that has been purchased and leased in the church's name. Okay. 501c3 tax free. Believe me, um, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the building we're churched out. So if you wonder why millennials have left, it's because we tired. We don't want to come to another service. We don't want to come. We don't want to sit. We don't want to. We don't want to do the preliminaries and the traditions in Timor. All right. And do with that what you want. Just tired. Heavily tired. We want to use our Sunday to rest like the Lord did. Want to rest. All right. Um, next up, the judgment and pressure is exhausting. I cannot, you know, expound on this any more than I already have in my first video about why I quit church, but it's exhausting. The pressure, um, the judgment of other people, literally what you're wearing, what, what you did on the weekend or where you've been, if you haven't shown up in a while, um, where you work, your attendance, what time you got there, if you're late, being talked to and, and talked at, preached at from the pulpit for something they may have saw you do on social media. It's the subliminals. It's the, the judgment. It's the projection. It's the perception that we're tired of trying to duck and dodge those emotions and those feelings. We get enough of it from our um, exterior environment right and sometimes you don't even have problems in your exterior life like sometimes your job is great you're fine with the people that you engage with outside of church but it's when you get into church you find so much judgment so much heaviness so much oppression um so many spirits and forces that you're up against trying to prove wrong like no i'm not like that no i'm not doing that no i'm not you know this way and you find yourself like not wanting to have to do it anymore. So you stop going. And that's where we sit as millennials. I'm not finna try to prove nothing to you. I'm just not going to show up. Period. Next up, we want more. So by this, I can speak for myself. If I were to ever return to church, um, I would expect more. And by that, I do not want to be coddled. I do not want to be talked 
to or talked at as if though I'm living foul and uh, disgusting and I need to be saved. I've chose and picked the Lord. I'm saved. So now go ahead and talk to me about my benefits. Go ahead and run down to me, you know, how I live this out fulfilled and how I help other people reach this level of freedom. Um, I want to hear good news. I know some of you have a problem with that. Like people really have a problem with Joel Osteen because the man literally preaches happy messages. I don't know why that's so offensive to people. I like that. I want that. That's what I want. Sign me up for more of those because you have a hard enough life, right? Every day dealing with other people with other issues and with negative energy and spirits and all of that. I don't want to come to church and then be talked to as if though, if I do one thing wrong, I'm stepping on, a, uh, I'm, I'm walking around like I'm in a minefield, right? One wrong step can lead to me exploding, blowing up to smithereens and being in hell for the rest of my life. I want more than that. You're going to have to say something better. Because right now I'm dealing with a lot and I don't need to come here and deal with this too. So we want more. We want more for ourselves, for our peace, clarity, um, and more for our children. Because I remember as a child, my mom, you know, I knew what she was living for. I knew what she was striving for. I knew the mark that she was meeting. And I appreciated seeing that. But as a child, I just was, I was there. I was there. Um, the principles and the foundation clearly was in, instilled in me from where I was living. But when you get into church and you realize that um, they teach you something and then once you get into the sanctuary, there's nothing else for you. Nothing. You just need to govern yourselves accordingly, sit there and take it in. And it's over your head. Nothing aligns. And so that's why I'm kind of glad to see the church has made some evolution towards having children's ministry and actually focusing and committing something for children to actually have an outlet in an environment to where they can safely and sensibly be taught some life principles and certain beliefs, you know? So I think that's cool. But millennials are leaving the church because we want more. And what you've been serving has not been something we actually want to eat. And so we've left. Um, next up, we don't subscribe to fear. Uh, a lot of millennials have had to get out there, get it for themselves. We are extremely creative. We're extremely innovative. We are opening doors for ourselves. We're creating doors. We're building bridges to get to our goals and what we want. We're out here shifting the landscape of career fields. We're out here shifting the landscape of laws and um all kinds of things in life and in, in, in liberty and entrepreneurship in our home fronts. We are the change. We're changing things. And so when you think about church and how this works, it's usually one of those things where you have to check your mind at the door in order to get what I'm about to tell you once you come and sit down. And that's usually a fear-based um, gospel where you do this or this is going to happen to you. And in the life that we live, we're actually tearing down those limiting beliefs and those boundaries and that bondage that makes us feel as if though we can't have a good life because we're not doing this right. That's not what we want to come into church and hear. We want to be encouraged. We want to feel like we have the power within us to actually live a life that is fulfilling and that is pleasing to the Lord, but that also other people can eat from that fruit too. So it's kind of like I find church to be 
a place where you should be able to go as a fill up station. You know, if you're running on E, you know what I'm saying? You just need a little more encouragement and inspiration. You go in there for the testimony service. You get your good word. You get to see people and how they're doing. Touch bases, connect, encourage one another and go about your week so that you can clearly be a light and a beacon. Right. That's not what happens. You get in church and you're told that what you're doing is wrong. It's foul. You're going to hell for it. You're going to burn. You need to give the Lord your all. You're not doing enough. You need to cry out. You need to speak in tongues. You need to roll on the floor. If you spit up, great. That means you got a little piece of deliverance, honey, and come back Sunday and we will do this again. Don't want to do that. Don't want to do it. Don't want to live in fear. I simply want to live a life that is pleasing to God and that feels good for me. Okay. And if I can't do that, then I'm not really sure where I stand. So I just don't show up. Uh, millennials don't want to subscribe to fear. You can't get us a hook, line, and sinker anymore with do this or go to hell. We have questions and you should have answers. And I'm, scripture just isn't going to cut it anymore. You're going to have to stop saying that because at this point, I believe you're only saying it because it's there, not because you honestly have more in-depth reasoning and explanation for why it exists and how it actually makes me feel to serve a God that would do that to me. I cannot live in fear of someone that, that I'm supposed to also believe loves me unconditionally. He has crazy love for me, but he will send me to hell to burn. Mm-hmm. Millennials, we, we left. After you said that, we left. Um, next up, we have more life experiences than our parents and our grandparents. So this is one that like really hits home for me because I understand that some people are only able to um, perform and live according to their experiences. It's not words that teach it's experiences that does. So for me, I understand that some people literally were born and raised on things and they just can repeat to you what they've heard. They don't have any actual experiences that they can tell you about that led to anything actually happening for them. They can tell you what happened to sister so-and-so, to brother so-and-so, to their mom, to their aunt or whatever, cautionary tales, if you will, but they don't really have any experience themselves that allows them to say, that's not good enough for me. I don't like the way that that made me feel. I remember when X, Y, and Z happened, and this is what I did to change that narrative, to change that outcome. And for us as millennials, we're literally living out things and having to break down barriers and to create new um, environments that we feel like we can thrive and um, be healthy in. We're doing the work that our parents and grandparents didn't do to secure and save themselves mentally and emotionally. So when I think of church, I don't want to come to church and be talked to and treated as if though I haven't experienced anything in the world that makes me need to be here. I want to be here to feel like I'm a part of something greater with the great mission to help other people feel fulfilled. But when I get in the environment and I'm looked at and treated as if though my my experience out there means nothing in here, that doesn't that doesn't work for me. I can't allow that to be what actually drives me to come back week after week after week. Like, oh, you're nothing once you get here. Oh, it don't matter what you went through. It don't matter who you helped this week. If you're a social worker, it don't matter that you saved some kids, that you placed them in a safer home or environment. It doesn't matter that you had to hold a child that was crying and didn't have no clothes and hadn't eaten in five days. So when you start realizing that your life experiences mean nothing to some people in church because they just want to keep exalting themselves over you, you don't want that. And our parents and grandparents did that. All of what they accomplished outside of church meant nothing once they got in church. And that's something that we as millennials are not about to let you do to us. No, we're just not going to come. 
Next up, the church looks and acts like the world um, that it is supposed to be saving. Uh, this is a big one for me because I am constantly seeing headlines of pastors who are being caught in scandals, who are being caught getting people pregnant that aren't their wives, people who are having text messages, phone calls, videos, and all of this leaked of them sleeping with other people, doing things that they should not be doing as a man or woman of God. And while I don't have any place to tell you what you should or shouldn't be doing, you accepted the call. And it's really starting to feel like for me, some of these pastors should have put their phone on DND. Do not disturb, Lord. Don't disturb me. I don't want to accept your call. Some of y'all should have just declined the call because you're still doing what you want to do. And we see that we're young enough to see that and say, I get that you are going to have some fleshly, you know, issues that may cause you to fall or whatever. Not a problem. Go and be a motivational speaker. Why do you have to choose the Lord's name to represent and do these things in the name of? I think that it's ridiculous. So for us, we're in the world seeing people do this. We're seeing actors and rappers and everyday co-workers and neighbors do this stuff. Why should I come to church to watch you do it too? And then you get up and continue to apologize or you marry the person you were sleeping with on your wife. And now we have to call this woman the first lady, but she's clearly the first harlot. I'm not here for, not, not gonna do it. So we understand that the church looks and acts like the world that it's trying to save. So we're not coming. Um, next up, we can't be bamboozled. You can't fool me. You can't cheat me. You can't treat me like I'm just somebody on the street that has no understanding and knowledge of what is actually happening out here. If you want your whole entire lifestyle to be paid for, again, I submit to you that you should get you a YouTube channel. You should start you a marketing and branding or a motivational speaking keynote speaker page and platform to where you can go out and just encourage people because you can't fool me into believing that this is something you honestly want to do when you're not really able to uphold the standard that you are teaching to other people. You can't bamboozle me and cheat me or fool me into believing that giving into your life while everybody else in your ministry suffers and struggles, that that's the will of God as well. I'm not going for it. I would love to sit in, in, a, in a church, in a service and see a pastor half offering, halted. Nope, we're not going to do offering today. We're not going to collect tithes and offering today. Um, I'm going to get the deacons and the ushers to bring out some collection plates. We have uh, decided to take $2,500 this week, and we are just going to bless the families in the ministry. Ooh, that sounds cute. I'm here for that. Sign me up for that. I'm actually going to drop a chop, drop a check in a basket. Okay, I don't want to take that now. I just want to see other people get blessed. That's what we would prefer to see, the fruit. You know, the fruits of our labor, the fruits of our tithes, the fruits of our offering. You can no longer fool and bamboozle me into believing that you guys are doing such a great work when nobody else's life is being increased in here, but you and your suits and your wife's dresses. Okay. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing people walk around here with 18 and 26 inch weaves on the platform while they're singing. And other people are in here that don't even have $200 to spend on a bundle, let alone $200 to pay their light bill. That's offensive and that's a slap in the face. So we're not coming. Uh, next up, we saw what it got our parents and our grandparents. Yeah, so we know, you know, we saw what happened. Um, when people literally uh, leave this earth, just living to serve God and to please him, 
and they leave here with nothing, you know, like they leave here with nothing, nothing but the story or the legacy behind their name that they love the Lord, but not that they contributed so much that they poured so much of themselves out into the community or so much of themselves out onto other people that people have their name and what they stood for on their tongue. I would very much rather, you know, people know me to be a believer and a Christian that loved all who gave so many opportunities. Like, Oh my goodness, her business was so blessed and she blessed so many people with jobs and with food and with coats and with school supplies. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's what I would like to see. We've seen what being in church and being churchy has gotten our parents and grandparents. Nothing. Goose egg. Nothing. Nothing to show for other than their salvation and a whole lot of judgment. They've been very judgy. Judgy, 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 judgy. What are you wearing? That skirt is too short. That's too tight. She got a baby daddy. Oh, she pregnant with another one. Oh, I know that in her husband. Oh, oh my goodness. She got on red lipstick. Them earrings too big. Your nails red. Oh, got them lashes. They long. See too much of them ankles. Come on now. It's too much. And so when we get to see what it got other people, you usually don't sign up for torture once you've seen other people go through something they didn't enjoy. So a lot of us aren't like really clamoring you know, at the pews to get our seat. Cause it's like, y'all wasn't even happy when y'all was there. Y'all weren't happy. Y'all were shouting and screaming and hollering and rejoicing. And then when you left, you talked about everyone that was there. We know. So why exactly would we sign up for it? Y'all weren't talking to everybody and y'all didn't like sister so-and-so. There were click, there are clicks in the church. Why exactly would I sign up for that? When I'm already probably not welcome at the cooler at my job, but I'm gonna come to church and still be ostracized. I'm good. I saw what they got my people. I'm not coming. Um, next up. And lastly, we want freedom that doesn't include suffering or hardship to attain it. That's it. That's it. We've learned that you can have freedom. You can have financial freedom. You can have mental freedom. You can have physical freedom where you're healthy. You can have financial freedom where you're able to pay your bills on time and you're not struggling to do anything. You have enough to travel. You have enough to save. You have enough to um, invest. You have enough to spend leisurely. You have enough to tithe and to bless others with. I don't want to come to church and be bound. I don't want to come to church and be bound by anyone and their spirit and their energy. People that don't speak to you. People who don't accept you. People who don't address you, people who don't respect you. I don't want to come here and feel like I'm in bondage and I'm not good enough. So I just rather not show up. So when you wonder why millennials aren't uh, falling over themselves to get into the doors of church, to join, to sow, to grow, just know. That it's definitely from the fruit that are not the fruits that are not being bared. We're not seeing the fruit. And so we're not coming to eat. Um, I'm not in any way, shape, form or fashion going to break my neck to be a part of something that's not even growing or thriving in the name of the Lord, let alone in the name of the pastor. So you just have to think about those things. If it's not going to give us 
of freedom to be who we are and to help other people in the process and to sow into other people and to pour into other people, why exactly are we even doing it? And you have to ask yourself that. What are we doing in our community while we're here? Whose lives are being changed and, and help for the greater good? Everybody who comes through your doors is not going to be a member, but they can definitely learn and experience the love of God through you for that one day, for that one hour. Everybody is not going to be a tithe and offering grab. Just let them come and feel some love that day. And hopefully, if that doesn't draw them back, that will allow them to know. And remember, man, I enjoyed when I went there and visited. I can't tell you how many churches me and my husband have been to. And I've been like, oh, we're not coming back. No, I didn't like that. I didn't like the way they felt. I didn't like the way they was looking in there. And that's real. That's that's the honest to God truth. So make a better environment that's conducive to the growth and the openness of the people who will sit there and receive the gospel. More than likely, if you're in church, it's not your first time hearing the word of God or being around church people. You're probably there because you know someone, you've heard of it, or you simply just want to be around people who should have good, uplifting, positive energy. And if you don't encounter that, I can guarantee you, you probably won't be back. And if you've never seen anybody return to your church, these are probably some of the reasons. So just, you know, do a little self-assessment, do a little church assessment, put these things on a little clipboard and give them to your leaders and see how they're doing in these areas. Rank yourselves on a scale of one to 10. How are we doing? Doesn't hurt to simply know. But these are my personal reasons that I think millennials have left the church and some of us don't plan to come back and it's okay. No judgment here. Thank y'all for tuning in for another great video. Hopefully you will like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel. And I look forward to sharing more topics like this and others with you guys as we continue to grow and just be on this journey of life and figuring it out together. There's no harm in doing that. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you in the next one. This is a production of 1217 Media.